to the Book of Wellbeing podcast, a place to help you to understand, manage and improve your mental health and wellbeing, where you will find the knowledge, guidance and tools you need to improve your life and where you can build your own wellbeing toolkit to take with you. Self-love is one of those modern terms that we tend to play ignorance to and ignore or turn our noses up at. Yet wherever you look for self-help advice or guidance nowadays, you'll more often than not come across the term. Because we're in a society so heavily focused on appearance and to go with it self-criticism, mainly through the impact social media has on us, the words self-love are often associated with how we look and may be interpreted as being vain, which by the way it's not. We turn away from self-love because we're so focused on what other people think of us rather than what we think of ourselves, using that to determine our own value. We use our negative experiences with the world and other people as our mirror, which can shatter our self-esteem. We use all the bad to view ourselves, and half the time we have no idea this is happening. And this mirror that we look through is often made up of the relationships with other people, our past and current relationships and interactions, not just romantic relationships, but friendships, people we associate with. It can be the relationships we have with our family and friends. We use any negative experience in a relationship to conclude who we think we are, and we highlight our flaws, or what we perceive as flaws, to make the judgement. We pile negative upon negative and we continue to see ourselves through a distorted light. This is where we're going wrong. We're basing our perception of ourselves on other people and the world around us rather than basing it on who we actually are underneath all of the rubble. When we hear or see the words self-love, we dismiss them either because we assume they mean to love the way we look, which society falsely teaches us not to do, or because it's not something that comes naturally to us and so we avoid it. Let me clarify to you, self-love is not found in material things such as clothes, makeup, fad diets or plastic surgery. If you have or want those things then good for you but don't rely on them to attempt to like or love yourself more. Self-love is not comparison and competition with others. It's not where you are in your achievements in life. This can be part of it but it's not all of it. And it's not based on the love you receive from others. It's based on the love you receive from yourself. It's self-acceptance, accepting who you are, accepting your human nature and making mistakes, accepting your body as it was given to you. Self-love means to prioritise your own well-being and happiness. It means to take care of yourself and your needs. Loving you for who you are doesn't mean you think you're the best. It means you accept the person you are, including your weaknesses. And that You make yourself important to yourself. You want to be and stay happy, right? The one thing we all have in common, the desire to be happy. If that's you and you're seeking happiness, then let me tell you the most important few words you can take and listen to discover this happiness. It starts with self-love. That's the foundation that will give you it. Think about it. If you're someone who hasn't quite got the hang of self-love and you're listening to this thinking, yep, haven't got it yet, think about the past for a minute, about the things you've wanted and got, a house, a job, a partner, a new outfit, anything material. You probably wanted it in the first place, seeking that feeling of happiness. 
even if you haven't seen it like that. It's usually why we want the things we haven't yet got. But when you got that thing, I'm guessing it didn't keep you in a constant state of happiness, maybe as you thought it might. That's because the material world gives us an instant gratification type experience. But it's short-lived when that's where we seek our source of happiness from. And no one's happy all of the time. Even when they've got self-love boxed off, we're human. And we wouldn't learn anything if we didn't have dark times. But self-love will give you more happiness that lasts longer. It will give you love from within yourself and compassion. It will give you the confidence to live the life you deserve without settling for less. It will give you freedom from the shackles that have been keeping you tied to self-criticism and low self-esteem. It will be liberating more than you've ever experienced before. So how do we do it? How do we achieve self-love without feeling vain or like we're doing something wrong by it? There's an endless list of ways that you can improve self-love. But I'm sure you don't want to listen to me talking for hours on end. So I'm going to talk you through the basic foundations. The ones that I think are a really good start to achieving this self-love. And the first and most important start is to turn your painful experiences into lessons and let go as much as you can. So when we are in a state of self-criticism or we don't look at ourselves in a very positive light, we've probably had some shit to deal with in the past. An emotional pain, as difficult as it can be, is extremely powerful for helping us to grow into the person we really are. So think about the past. What are you holding on to? It can be anything. It can be as far back in the past as you can remember. But the first step to trying to achieve self-love is turning that pain. It's trying to stop viewing it as a negative experience. As much as it might be negative and painful, there's something that you can do with it to make yourself a better person and to see yourself for who you really are. So you have to turn the pain into lessons. What can you learn from it? So yeah, you went through that difficult time. What has it given you? How has it helped you to grow? What can you learn from it to make life better in the future? It's a bit of a broad spectrum because there's lots of negative experiences that we can have. But when I'm talking about this, I'm really talking about those experiences that that have caused us pain maybe we can't quite let go of or we still keep coming back to them in our mind those are the ones that we need to learn from and choose to turn them into lessons because this turns that pain into power second step stop comparing yourself to other people this can be a really difficult step because we naturally do compare ourselves to other people their lives, how they're getting through life, what they have in life, their experiences. Stop doing this. We think by looking at somebody else's life, we have a true picture of what's going on, but really we don't. We see what's on the surface. So just because somebody else looks like they're sailing through life and they've got everything that you want, doesn't mean that's accurate. Everybody's got struggles. Everybody's got difficulties. And usually this comparison that you create is a made-up story because you don't have the true picture. And even if you did, it doesn't matter because that person's life isn't yours. 
You are not them and they are not you. I've talked about this in a previous episode. But our perception of what we think we want our life to be like, what we want to do with it, is often a bit jarred because of how we see in other people and we want what they have. You need to dig deep here and think about what you really want for your life and yourself without comparing yourself to other people. So stop comparing. Third step, accept your emotional state. We're really good at hiding our emotions and pretending that they don't exist, particularly if there's something negative. So we go on with our day-to-day life and we tend to push our emotions to the side. And and sometimes this is helpful because if we're at work, we kind of need to do our job. So we might park the emotions for a little while. But often when we feel something negative, it can be anything, sadness, anxiety, jealousy, anything like that, it's really important to accept that that's how you feel. Acknowledge that, yeah, I'm feeling like this right now, rather than trying to push it away. Because if we want to love ourselves and we want to be happy, burying all of these emotions underneath, not acknowledging them is is not going to help. It's going to make it difficult to achieve self-love it's about accepting you're allowed to feel sadness you're allowed to feel worry you're allowed to feel something negative and have a bad day and that's okay let yourself feel like that it's really important we don't want to attach ourselves to it endlessly for the rest of our lives but we're allowed to feel something it's human nature step four forgive yourself you have to let go of any decision anything you said or done in the past that you regret you have to stop it because not forgiving yourself and holding on to the mistakes we made in the past keeps us really stuck where we are and it really does knock our self-esteem and our ability to like who we are as a person You're a human being and you are allowed to make mistakes. It's part of life. It's part of the journey. It's part of how we grow and develop into the person we need to be. So forgive yourself. Move on. You can't go back to the past. You just have now and you can focus on the future. Let go and forgive yourself. Step five is finding a healthy balance between spending time alone and spending time with other people. So I've got friends and people around me that will happily spend every minute of every day around other people with and in communication with friends. I tend to be the opposite to that where I could happily spend a lot or if not most of my time alone in my own company. Both of those two things are not a healthy balance. And what is really important to achieving self-love is to get a happy medium here. So it's learning to be comfortable and being okay with being on our own, in our own company, but equally spending time with other people. Just a balance, best of both worlds, doing both. The spending time alone, for those of you who might find that quite difficult, is a vital part in self-love because we need to be comfortable being with ourselves and being company for ourselves. 
that really helps with the self-love journey. And equally, spending time with other people in a healthy, balanced way, the people that are good for us, the people that pull us up when we're struggling, the people who will encourage us to achieve our goals, they are the true mirror that you can use to view yourself as well as all of the all of these other things that I'm talking about so when you're feeling down and you know you need a bit more self-love or something to pick you up spend time with people who pick you up and make you feel good as a person because they can be a true reflection of who you are as a person healthy balance spending time alone spending time with other people step six achieving the life you really want so in previous episodes I do talk about goal setting and um, expanding on our experiences and I'll continue to repeat it in future episodes because it's really important but in order to achieve that ultimate goal of feeling happy of being comfortable with who we are liking and loving who we are we need to improve the experiences we have in life and to do this Think of those things that you, so you might see them somewhere, you might see somebody else doing them, not the comparison bit, but you find inspiration from something that somebody else is doing, an activity or a hobby or something, and you think, oh, I'd like to do that, but I can't, and make an excuse. Think about those things that have piqued your interest in the past, those hobbies, interests, activities that you've always wanted to do but never quite got round to doing them for whatever reason. In this journey of self-love, do those things. As difficult as it might be, you might have to do it in small steps. A lot of people struggle with anxiety, going places new, meeting new people and I know that can be really difficult but it will make you feel so much better about yourself. So have a look at things locally where you live, things that you've always wanted to do but haven't, do them. Small steps will get you there, but you've got one life here and what do you want to do with it? Do you want to keep living the same life? And if you do, then that's great. And if you're happy that way, I am happy for you. If you're not and you want life to be different and you want life to be better, you have to make those experiences yourself. Nobody else is going to do that for you. Start small planning. You don't have to go out there, go and do this new thing, this activity or hobby straight away, but you can plan it. Write it down, send a message to wherever you're looking at and just small steps at a time. But this will be really good for your well-being if you do this and if you achieve it. And if it's difficult, listen back to the past episodes we've looked at around anxiety and how to manage that. Baby steps create the life that you really want final step step seven be a person who loves so one big part of self-love and how we achieve that is learning how to love other people and generally life the world everything in it it can be really hard when we're feeling down but if we start to look at the world and the people around us and come from a place of love even when we don't feel like it even when people are pissing us off and 
get in our way or, or do things that upset us. Come from a place of love always. Stay calm, stay grounded and think about the good things about that person or that thing. Go for a walk, look at the world. There's so much colour everywhere. Love it, love life. This is this is difficult if you feel down. It's difficult to feel love if you feel sad, low, angry, anxious. And I'm not saying you have to do this all of the time and walk around with a smile on your face. That's not what I'm saying. But if you always try, at least try to come from a place of love, you will be much more fulfilled in life. You'll be able to tackle difficult relationships much better and you'll be able to love yourself a lot easier. So come from a place of love. If not all the time, which might be quite impossible, a lot of the time when you feel like you need it or somebody else needs it. There's two tools for this episode's toolkit. The first one is mirror work. And so different people say different things about mirror work. But when I'm thinking about self-love, this is what I'm going to advise you to do. Often we look in the mirror when we're getting ready, when we're doing our hair, brushing our teeth, whatever it is, walking past the mirror, we look in the mirror. And what do we always look at? The way we look does what it says on the tin. I want you to try and change this. And when you look in the mirror, look for more than what you can see with your physical eye. Stop looking for your flaws or nitpicking the way that you see yourself through that mirror. Look for you as a person. Look for the good in not just what you can physically see in the mirror, but the person that you are, the soul that you have. Keep doing that. Every time you look in the mirror, yeah, you might need to do your hair. If you're a woman, do your makeup. You might need to look in the mirror for how you look. But look in that mirror for your soul and who you really are. Look and remind yourself the good things that you do in life, the journey that you've overcome, the things you like about the way you look. Practice mirror work and looking for the good. Second tool, ask your inner guide. I'm going to do a full episode on this subject at some time in the near future um, because it's quite a big area. But in real basic summary, we get so clouded with how we behave, how we feel, how we think, because our emotions take over. And so often we don't make clear judgments about what's in our best interest because our emotions are really heightened. So anxiety is a really good example. So if we want to do something new, but we've got too much anxiety, we won't do it. Underneath all of that emotion is our inner inner self, our inner guidance, our gut, our intuition. That is who we really are. And it's really healthy to try to start to look for that. So your gut instinct, if you're thinking about doing something different or you know something needs to change in your life, your gut will tell you what the right thing to do is, your intuition your heightened emotions will not, they'll cloud it. So just start when you're thinking about achieving self-love and working on yourself, 
separate emotions from your inner self. And once you've tackled the emotions or you're in a calmer place, your intuition will shine through and you will know which direction to go. This is really healthy for self-love because any decisions that you're making about improving your life in the future, if you base them on intuition, you'll never go wrong. You'll always make the right choices, the ones that are right for you, in your best interests that will make you feel happier and will give you a better life overall. So look for your inner guide. Ask that the question, not your emotions. Forgive yourself, accept yourself, love yourself. When you learn to do this, when you learn to love yourself for who you really are, you become invincible. Hi, and welcome to the Book of Wellbeing podcast, a place to help you to understand, manage and improve your mental health and wellbeing, where you will find the knowledge, guidance and tools you need to improve your life and where you can build your own wellbeing toolkit to take with you.